Um, so one of the things I was hoping to talk about, let me know if you want to talk about this, um, is, uh, like, for example, some of the, like, there was news this week about the lady who beat uh, the top-ranking Democrat. Did you hear about that? The Democratic Socialist lady? Socialist. Define socialist. And what is the definition of socialist? Well, what no, are they, de- well, what are they so- using? In, or what? This is like or a who, Bernie Sanders Where did you read that lady. from? This is like somebody who was like more bur- of a Bernie Sanders. She identifies as, um, as a Bernie Sanders socialist or like a Democratic socialist. Because from what I've heard... Now, I'm not a socialist, so I don't know. I'm a, I'm a libertarian, which is the opposite of a socialist. But from what people have told me, uh, a democratic socialist is like somebody who just wants like free stuff, free health care. You sound low. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, no. Okay, so. So it's pretty much someone that wants a handout. Not a hand up. Yeah, exactly. Not like Stalin. So, so I guess your your perspective is more you. You, I mean, it doesn't matter if someone it, where they're at, as long as they want to hand up, you know, as long as they want. Well, I'm not a socialist by any means. I'm not in any way a socialist. I'm a libertarian, so I'm against. So then, how do you believe people would succeed? Then, let's say, like people in the urban environment, how can they succeed from your perspective? For libertarianism. Yeah. Well, I I believe in in private sector solutions, but I I I, I want to talk about other stuff today. So, um. But, uh, you know, I respect your opinion, you can, you know, and everything. But here, here's what I was going to talk about was the uh, when I, in regards to socialism, this one woman who was a Democratic socialist, like a Bernie Sanders socialist, um, she. OK, but yeah, I mean, you keep saying Bernie Sanders socialist. Can you give oh, more, okay. oh, like, give like, me more what, of a definition? What is a Bernie Sanders socialist? Like, no, 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 no. What is a Bernie? Nah, because Bernie Sanders is an actual person. I'm just trying to say I'm trying to act. Oh, I don't know much about oh she, I think her name was uh, Okazo. That was her last name. Um, she is, she said she's for like health, universal health care, uh, probably free education, um, abolishing ICE. Although I don't actually disagree with bo- abolishing ICE um, because ICE is uh, a bureaucracy and I don't tend to be a big fan of government bureaucracies, but she She's for abolishing ICE because she believes that ICE is uh, oppressive to immigrants. So she, those are mo- most of her beliefs. And she's, she used to be a part of an organization called the Democratic Socialists of America. So what happened was this Okazo lady, she was running for Congress. And she was running against this guy named Joe Crowley. So Joe Crowley, I actually know Joe Crowley a little bit personally because he's from my state. He's the number three Democrat in the United States House of Representatives. Many people thought that if Nancy Pelosi were to retire, he'd be the new speaker. But um, what happened was this Okazo lady was trying to primary him. And she wasn't expected to win because she didn't have that much name recognition. And uh, this Joe Crowley guy, he was the establishment Um so um, and there was that. Uh, and also he outspent her 10 to one in terms of f- campaign finances. But what happened was instead. Like shocker moment, he, she had 14 points um, after him being in the Senate for 10 years or in the House of Representatives for 10 years. 
Um, and a lot of people are wondering if this means that the Democratic Party is going to go in a more democratic socialist direction. So what what are your thoughts on this? What are my thoughts on the Democratic Party going socialist? Well, yeah, and on her win, because she beat this guy who was this really big Democrat, and she identifies as a... I mean, it's it depends on... So for West State... What uh, my state, again? New York. Oh, so yeah. for New York. So, but, I mean, remember, New York is full of a lot of... There's a, a, a different types of people in New York. There's Spanish, yeah. there's white, there's... I mean, and I believe there's a lot of socialists. And, I mean, it depends what your definition of socialist is. Because if it's, it's that you just want to hand out and you don't want to do anything, that's, then that makes no sense. That's not going to help yeah. the economy. But if you're talking about, like, okay, we're going to give you resources, I mean... And we're going to also try to educate you, then that's completely yeah. different, which is actually goes into the topic of what I'm trying to do here in Philadelphia. I work for a financial company mm-hmm. and I'm a, dev- a software developer and I'm trying to see if I could bring more mentors to the Philadelphia oh, okay. area. Okay, interesting. And I'm, and I'm talking to actually like a lot of, uh, I'm talking to, teach, to professors, teachers, well, not professors, uh, principals. And also, like, after-school programs, I'm talking to people. And I'm also talking to a Spanish uh, nonprofit within Philadelphia, too. And I'm trying to, you know, pitch my idea, which I've, to, uh, to pretty much higher up in, within the, the investment firm. Which, I mean, I, I've already t- spoke to him about it, and he's interested, which is why now I have to do a pitch hmm. for probably him and someone else. Interesting. Um, so, anyways... Um... So that's that's really interesting. So so um, what I no 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 I mean I want you're that now I'm I'm into I'm not sure, I'm not understanding which which one you're which one you're against oh, or which, which one you're which for. I'm okay, I told so, you kind of. Uh, I think she identifies her definition would probably be free health care, uh, free education, um, that type of stuff. I don't think it would be like Venezuela socialism where like everybody's like starving to death. I think. It, you hear oh, sorry, sorry. Can you hear me now? Or I, yeah, I think yeah. it's probably more like um, it's, pro- it's probably more like what you say, like handouts, like safe, like more, like even more regulation or like more regulations, more safety nets, and more handouts. Because I mean, it, just from from me, I, I believe that if okay, you're gonna give some sort of brief resource, then you're expected for that individual to pretty much either educate themselves yeah or get some job training yeah because that's i mean that's i mean not just for the, the state or, or even if it's local or whatever it is or the non-profit mm-hmm. i mean i think they should do that because obviously i mean especially do go into something that i guess that interests yeah. you if you want to be a nurse i mean take a take something whatever medical assistant or whatever and start start that way yeah so, so, uh, but my point. Oh, sorry. Yeah, like, are you saying that like you're for the handouts, or, or, or are you against it? Or I mean, I'm yeah, but it's not. I'm not saying. I mean, yes, give some someone help yeah. that needs it, but they have to be working towards something. It's not like you're just gonna get free money and you can sit down. Like, no, you if you're not working, you're gonna have to report to school. You're gonna report have to report yeah. to some sort of some sort of yeah. training. Okay. 
Like, you're going to have to do something. It's not like just you're getting a handout. It's like, no, you're going to have to do something for it. And pretty much it's going to be like a greater system. It's like you got to put the effort. We're going to have the mentors. We're going to have the people there to help you. But you still got to put the effort. Yeah, that's understandable. And we'll help you house and help you with other things. I mean, it's like pretty much kind of a not a head start, but it's it's at least helping because isn't that what kind of in the white community is done? Like the kids stay home till what time? The parents always help them with, with like the, with going to college. Like uh, I didn't, no one helped me to go to college. I actually even didn't even go yeah. to college, and I still ended up working for their, for a financial institution as yeah. a developer. Yeah, that's interesting. So it's like if you want to do it, you okay. can do it. Let me see what else there was. Um, oh, uh, uh, Trump uh, withdrew from the uh, the his deal to separate. Immigrants from their uh, parents. Uh, by the way, what was your thoughts on that uh, on that policy? On him, hold up. He went back now, and now he's not gonna keep the family. No, he together? is gonna keep the families together. He wasn't originally, but then because they had so so. When does this okay, go into so effect? What happened was originally Jeff Sessions, the Attorney General of the United States signed this thing, this thing called the zero tolerance policy into law, which said that um, there's like, which said it was essentially trying to be tougher on, immig- on illegal immigration. And it was to try and say, uh, okay, listen, if you come into this country illegally, we're going to kick you out. No exceptions. Um, and, uh, and that included if you're, you know, if you come in and you're caught, you know, putting the child, the child into, uh, a facility while it, the parent was being investigated. Uh, and a lot of people were saying that that was bad because that's going to traumatize the child. Um, so let me, so let me ask about, uh, let's say, uh, Trump's father or grandfather, whoever immigrated yeah. here, did he, did he come here legally, I guess, I or did, did come here many of the immigrants that, that came I during think they that said time? He- he did come here that? legally. I think his grandfather was an immigrant and he came here legally. And everyone, every white or Irish or Italian person that came was legal. Yeah, I think I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure Trump's grandfather was from England. And I think when he came here, he was, he, he came here legally. He, he immigrated here legally, but yeah. So what was your other question? Sorry. No, I was saying that what about many of the other well who are now whether well, or not now. But now they're general like they're 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 pretty much children's children are, are now legal immigrant legals or citizens of the US. But when they there were I'm pretty sure a lot of immigrants that came from Italy or from Ireland or wherever they came from that they weren't legal and now they're kids because of future generations yeah. now. Oh I get that. They're I get legal. That definitely. So um so do you not do you not like the so what happened was essentially what happened was they had this policy it was really controversial because people were saying oh you're separating children from their parents um, and that's immoral and that's going to traumatize the kids and it became extremely unpopular so Trump this week walked back on it and signed an executive order stopping the parents from being separated from the children. No, I know I've heard so what of are it. Your, are you, what are your thoughts? Do you think it's a good policy? Do you think it's a bad policy? Are you happy they got rid of it? 
I mean, they should. Obviously, they should stay with your parents. Let me ask you: Were you raised with your what parents? I what? Was I was were your parents always there? Uh, in the United States. No, not in the U.S. In your, oh, like in your whole life. life. Like, like, with, like with me my whole life, or? No, did they help you? Did they were they your oh, mentors? Yeah, yeah. Were they? They were. So, what would what do you think if if obviously you don't have it, your parents aren't there, and you don't have those mentors, and early in life you lose yeah. your parents? How how do you think you're yeah, gonna feel for the rest bad. of your life? That yeah, isn't that a tormented kid, and that's gonna f- screw yeah. them up. So, I mean, I don't think it's a good idea, but if now they're caught, so, I mean, I don't know, because everybody thinks that every Mexican or every immigrant is now the bad guy, and they're not the bad guy. No, that's understandable. Some are bad, some are good. Well, what what are your thoughts on his stance on immigration in general? Trump's stance on immigration. Mm -hmm. What What are your thoughts on his stance on immigration in general? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, know enough about him to say he's this way. I mean, I've heard a lot, but I, I don't know per se. And anything I've read is always just being read. I don't know him personally. So. Okay. But so I just want to see what his actions are, which at the end, that's what pretty much you can judge him by. Give that back to me. Okay. Um, I think we only have like one or two minutes left on this thing. So let me see if there's another thing. Um, do you want to talk quickly yeah, about like a minute. the uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders thing when she getting kicked out of the restaurant? Who got kicked uh, Sarah out? Sarah Huckabee Sanders, a lady that works for Trump. She went to this restaurant in Kentucky. Oh, yeah, I yeah. heard of that. What are your thoughts? What did she say? I she don't remember she exactly kicked, what she said. They, they, she was kicked out of the restaurant. They refused her service because... She worked for Trump, and they didn't like Trump. So they said, we're not going to give you, we're not going to serve you. (laughs) So what what would you say, quickly, are your thoughts on it? Or I think we have, like, a minute left. On her? Yeah, yeah. on her? uh, I mean, uh, a lot of times in in politics, a a lot of time in, uh, what is it, politics? I don't know specifically how to say, but whatever. With people, just because you want to, you want to move ahead. Sometimes you might not a hundred percent, which that's gonna never happen. So I don't. Okay. Okay. Um, couldn't hear all of that, but it looks like we're getting close. And now it's time for midterm talks. We do this every week, so today we're going to talk about it. In Colorado, Democrat Jared Polis will face off against Republican Walker Stapleton to replace term-limited Democratic incumbent Governor John Higginlooper. If Polis wins, he will be the first openly gay governor in the country and the second openly gay LGBT governor after Kate Brown in Oregon, who is bisexual. Polis is slightly favored as pundits have rated this election as leaning Democratic, but the, le- but the race is expected to be highly competitive this fall. In South Carolina, incumbent Republican Governor Henry McMaster won his primary in a runoff against businessman John Warren. 
He will face off against James Smith, the Democrat, this November in hopes to be elected to a full term after Nikki Haley's resignation to become U.N. ambassador. This race is listed as safe Republican. In Maryland, incumbent Republican Governor Larry Hogan was unopposed of the nomination for governor. Far-left candidate and former NAACP President Ben Jealous obtained the Democratic nomination in an upset. Hogan hopes to be the first Republican governor of Maryland in 60 years to be re-elected. Hogan is slightly favored as pundits have rated the race as a leaning Republican. Hogan has the second highest approval rating of any governor, with 68% of Marylanders approving of the work that has been done. Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker currently is the most popular governor in America with a 71% approval rating. In the Senate, incumbent Maryland Senator Ben Cardin was easily easily defeated uh, primary challenger Chelsea Manning in a giant blowout. Cardin will face Republican Tony Campbell in his efforts to win a third term in office. This race has been listed as safely Democratic. In Oklahoma, in the race to replace term-limited incumbent Republican Governor Mary Fallon, former Attorney General Drew Edmondson won the primary for the Democrats. Businessman Kevin Stitt and former Oklahoma City Mayor Mike Cornett will face off for the Republican nomination in a runoff. This race has been listed as likely Republican by pundits. In New York, where congressional primaries were held only, Republican Shaw Farley locked up the nomination to face incumbent Democratic Senator Kirsten Gillibrand. Gillibrand was appointed to the seat in 2009 following Hillary Clinton's resignation to become Secretary of State. She was elected to a full term in 2012 and is running for a second one this year. This race has been listed as safe Democratic. And finally... Many thought Mitt Romney's political ambitions were over after his failures to beat Barack Obama in the 2012 presidential election, but on Tuesday, he clinched the nomination for Senate in Utah. He will face Democrat Jenny Wilson this November in a race to replace long-term incumbent Orrin Hatch. This race has been listed as safely Republican. Okay, so the first topic I was going to talk about was the, uh, the Red Hen thing here i'm gonna take my head Let's talk about with the red hen con restaurant called the red hen which uh sarah huckabee sanders went to in kentucky and she was uh she was uh they said we're not gonna provide service to you yeah. um and she was complaining about that on twitter so uh i was wondering what, what, what were your theory or, or what was what was your opinion on that um, I, I kind of held it at a distance cause I, I think it's just kind of a, a non-scandal scandal. Um, yeah. I, I, I kind of watched some of the discussion on the internet with interest of like why that was okay and why it wasn't. Yeah. Um, and then one analogy that came out of that was the whole, uh, bake the cake thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it, it's, I mean, it is ultimately a business's decision whether to serve someone or not. Uh, yeah. It's just protected classes under the law you know, have to receive public accommodation because, uh, the, I mean, I don't know if you know the history of it, um, back during segregation, it was actually very difficult for black people to travel uh, because they didn't know if they arrived in a town, if they would be able to stay at a hotel there. Yeah. So there used to be something called a green book that was published so that black people could know where it was safe to stay. And I've heard that's actually being revived. <laughs> oh, God. Of, 
state of political discourse. But yeah, um, yeah. But, uh, just, I'm sorry. Continue. Oh no, that, that's all I had. Okay, so yeah, my I, I I agree with you. I think my my main thing is with both the the the, the Baker and the Sarah Huckabee Sanders thing is while both both of the businesses' decisions were immoral. They're both, I mean, they're both private institutions. And frankly, I mean, it's the, it's the institution's decision to do that. Now with the, the red hen thing with Sarah Huckabee Sanders, I saw some people that were on the right that were like, well, we should boycott this business now. And I saw some on the left that said, well, we should support the business now because this was great. And I think yeah. either or I think is fine because you're, it's your first amendment, right? But saying that somebody should be forced to serve another person when it's a private institution is is wrong. I mean, I mean, yeah. because it's a private institution and it's a business. So, I mean, legally, I don't think you can force somebody to, to do that. I mean, I, I just brought up the history of it because I, I think that's where that force element came from. Uh, yeah. As long as people can get around society and move around and, and live their normal lives. You know, yeah. They, that should be the goal of the law. However, we get there. I, I don't have the answer necessarily, um, but yeah. And then the, the redhead thing was funny because the the Trump supporters I heard were getting the wrong red hen. That there's one in Washington D.C. and one in Alexandria, and they had to be convinced. You know, and there, some of them weren't convinced that uh, the two weren't related. They they don't understand the same name can <laughs> be on a restaurant without it being a chain. I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. So then the other thing I wanted to talk about was uh the uh the supreme well i think what was the one they had one thing i'm trying to think of what the one i know well there's the one supreme court thing which was that uh kennedy is retiring so what are your thoughts on that uh i am really sad for the country uh i think he's aware of his uh, role in the court as a moderate voice and i i think he might is probably aware of the consequences of his retiring right away. Uh, there's no health reason compelling him to do it. Uh, and I saw mm-hmm. one uh, article that is spreading a rumor that maybe there was some payola involved, which would be interesting if true. Uh, yeah. I just, I'm, I, I, I think it's a terrible thing. I, I try not to think about it. <laughs> oh, by the way, on a side note, you know, because obviously we're talking about the doing the one uh, debate with the other guy. Are, are you, you're, you're pro-choice, right? Uh, yeah, I, I think as much as possible. Um, okay. Okay. I was just making sure because the one other guy I had in the debate was pro-life and I wanted to make sure you were pro-choice so that yeah. we could have like a debate. But anyways, um, but yeah, I think the reason I suspect the reason, uh, he stepped down, uh, was because, um, I su- or I suspect the reason he stepped down was because uh, he didn't want he was afraid that if Trump loses in 2020, then a Democrat is in office. Then if his health gets bad, then and he has to retire, then uh oh, uh, there's a Democrat who's going to replace him on the court. So I think mainly he wanted to be he wanted to step down under a uh, a Republican president. I think if honestly, I think if Hillary had won in 2016, Ruth. Bader Ginsburg might have stepped down because I, th- I think the reason she's still on there is probably be for the same reason because she's more left leaning and she doesn't want to be replaced by 
a big conservative. She wants to be replaced by another Democrat. Yeah, the the partisan motivation would make some sense because he was appointed by a Republican president. I just I'm surprised that given the current divided nature of our politics and and how uh, I would say extreme the the conservative part of the bench has become that that it's a better decision to leave now. That's why I suspect that that, that, I don't normally give voice to rumors, but the Paola thing would make sense to me on that level because this decision doesn't really jibe with his moderate kind of swing vote uh, past. Yeah. So, um, oh, that I remember what it was now. So the other Supreme Court thing was the uh, the travel ban. Mm-hmm. So in a five to four decision, they decided to keep the travel ban that Trump had. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? No, I, I was surprised you... by that decision. I, I haven't really looked at the legal arguments behind it, but my, my sense of it was that it, it affirms the sense of a, an all-powerful executive that uh, basically operates outside the law because uh, yeah. there was no law passed that said, you know, these people are dangerous. Uh, and I, I would say that Trump's enforcement of the travel ban is fairly arbitrary. The countries he does business with are exempted. Uh, so yeah. He's really disappointed with that decision. Yeah. Well, then also they're not banning people from Christian majority countries. Yeah. They're they're only banning people from Muslim majority countries. So in that case, it's kind of against the First Amendment. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and Sotomayor did a the, great dissent on that. Yeah, I mean, because and it's the Supreme Court's job to interpret the Constitution uh, accordingly. So I don't understand how, but uh, you know. Um, yeah. And then let me see what were the other things I had on the list. Uh, okay. So, oh, right. Um, uh, uh, so I guess, oh, I guess this wasn't as big in the news, but I guess Trump withdrew the U.S. from the U.N. Rights uh, Council after they cited anti-Israeli uh, sentiments. I won't go on that too long because that didn't really make the, the rounds. But what what are your thoughts on that? Well, the, the interesting thing about that was that as soon as or, or pretty quickly after the U.S. announced its withdrawal, uh, Russia announced its interest to take the United States seat. So I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, overall, uh, I, I would say that the United Nations Human Rights Council doesn't have a spotless record, but it's a place where countries gather to at least talk about the issues. And by, by withdrawing itself, the United States itself on the international stage to have a right to have any say in those decisions. Okay. What are your thoughts on... Um, so apparently, uh, another thing that was in the news was uh, Katie Arrington was hospitalized in a car accident. So I guess Katie Arrington was, if you might, you might've heard this, the one guy, the Congressman in South Carolina, uh, he was uh, a former governor. He had been in politics for a while uh, and he lost, he was, but he was anti-Trump. He was a Republican, but he was anti-Trump. So he lost uh, his, he lost his primary to Katie Arrington, who was more of a Trump supporter, but I guess she got into a car accident recently. Wow. But I, and I guess the one guy, the one Democrat opponent is saying that he's going to he's going to briefly suspend his campaign until, you know, further notice. He's not withdrawing. He's just suspending it for now because, you know, you don't want to run at attack ads on somebody while they're hospitalized. Yeah. Um, so yeah, 
So it's a pretty standard move. Um, sorry to hear that uh, she was injured, but um, it, it makes me wonder, like, how much of it was due to her perhaps pro-freedom stances. Like, <laughs> I don't know the circumstances of the accident, but uh, that, that was the thought that came to mind. Yeah. Well, hopefully she's okay, though. Yes, yes. We all, we all hope she recovers. Yes. Um, I guess also another Supreme Court decision was that the jury, there, it was about the gerrymandered districts and the House of Representatives, and I guess the Supreme Court said that they're going to stay, but they declined to comment on the issues. Or on the issue. That was another disappointing decision. Yeah, I, I looked at a map of one of the gerrymandered districts, and I, I don't know how anyone in their right mind looking at that could say, yeah, that's constitutional, uh, or, or you know, mm-hmm. decide not to voice an opinion on it. It should have at least been examined. Uh, so I, I, it's another bad, kind of inexplicable decision by the Supreme Court. And I, I think it's illustrative of the kind of partisanship we'll see on the court uh, if Trump gets to mm-hmm. this Kennedy replacement. What are your thoughts on in Maryland? You might have heard the governor's race. Um, there is this the Republican Larry Hogan. He's kind of like a centrist Republican. He is hoping he has he's the second most popular governor currently in the country. And he's hoping to be the first Republican governor in 60 years to be reelected in Maryland. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is this big establishment Democrat who is expected to win. And he was leading by big margins in all the polls named Russia and Baker. But uh, instead, the uh, the progressive guy, uh, Ben Jealous, the former president of the NAACP, won the nomination oh. um, by 10 points. Who And he was a big Bernie guy. He was like a big progressive guy. And then on top of that, the, uh, Joe Crowley, the top rank or the third, the number three Democrat in the House of Representatives, who's been in for 10 years, never had a primary opponent since his since he was first elected, um, lost his primary in a huge upset by double digits to um, this other lady who was a big progressive. I think her last name was Ocasio or Ocasio uh, to a big progressive Bernie supporter um, and a giant upset. and he had spent her 10 to 1. So what are your thoughts on that? And do you think that means something for progressives in the Democratic Party? Well, yes, absolutely. I think the same uh, populist animus that kind of drove Trump into office exists on the left as well. Uh, we saw some of that, yeah. the haggling over Bernie's and Hillary's role in the 2016 primary. And I think that'll continue to be an influencing factor. The interesting thing to see will be whether this translates to Democratic victories at the polls. Um, I, I don't have, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I try to talk to people of different political stripes and my, the sense I get from conservatives is that they don't care what your positions are so much as you are honest when you defend them. And I get the sense that progressives are more honest. So it'll actually be very interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah. Um, and Nancy Pelosi was saying that this didn't have much of an impact and that it was just one district, uh, and, you, and she, she doesn't think it's – and so did Debbie Wasserman Schultz, and they said it's not going to have an impact on the Democratic Party because it was just uh, two different elections. So uh, – or I think they were only mentioning the one election. So do you agree with those statements or not? Uh, so the, it's natural that they would try to play it down because I, I think they're trying to minimize divisions in the coming elections. But I, I think mm-hmm. this is a real – 
that does it for this week. Uh, tune in next time when we talk about the SCOTUS pick.